0: know
1: a lot about golf well we're waiting it's the weekend it's time for us those weekend golf guys happy spring or as our friends and listeners in the northeast call it late winter (laughs) we are here John Ashton in studio on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, I always thought that's why they made orange balls. It was so you could see them in the snow. What did I know? <laughs> Jeff Smith ensconced back in the comfort and the, and the warm confines of the golf cave at Otter Creek and Trepper producing more counter on the controls. The whole gang is back again. And uh, one of the topics that is for on the show, I just want to throw that out to everybody is NCAA basketball. <laughs> Alright? Yeah. Not gonna talk about it. Not no. Do it. Don't really care. <laughs> no. Nope. So there you go. We're golfers. That's we're it. golfers. Again, um I think I think it bears repeating. Um the the guy, you know, when we were talking about how I got bored watching um the golf tournament that was on what, three weekends ago now, and got so bored that I actually went and watched uh, Princeton. Princeton and no, uh, Penn somebody. and Penn and Princeton play for the Ivy League championship and I was bored watching the golf tournament because I didn't know anybody on the leaderboard you know <laughs> and, and I know people look and they say well how are you ever going to get to know them if you don't watch them it's good golf etc cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. and I go yeah 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 but um if I don't know who you are I really don't care you know, I have to at least be familiar with your name. You have to have at least be mentioned along with, you know, Phil Mickelson or, or Rory or somebody like that in the past in order for me to actually pay attention to you. And I, I berated, in fact, we we you should be getting the bill soon there, Mr. Jeff, because we had to send uh, Mark back to some remedial <laughs> producer classes. <laughs> um, because Adam Hadwin, Alex, Adam, it starts with a name. I think it's Adam Hadwin. Yes, Uh, I think so. From Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, Canada. Right. Another reason not to really care. (laughs) Um, But come to find out, you know, we do the show here uh, from the facilities of the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, Adam uh, played his college golf at the University of Louisville. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I should have. That's nice. And a producer worth his salt would have alerted me to that fact before I made a complete fool of myself. So yeah. we apologize to the University of Louisville golf team for not knowing that. But if they'd return my calls every now and again No
2: only kidding. The trouble is, you see, is they have caller ID. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like to get one of those phone numbers like all these telemarketers are getting now, where they call you. It looks like they're calling you from next door. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. and it Zimico. comes in and it's some recording. Don't hang up. That's the first thing you can say to me to make me hang up the phone. <laughs> Don't hang up. <laughs> Click. Or the one, Hi, this is Julie from Consumer Services. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bite me, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, trying to sell me today? Yeah, hey. yeah. So none of that is yeah. necessary. So now we're going to talk golf, <clears throat> because with you a few what? a few exceptions, people are playing everywhere.
2: You know what? It's not far off. No, I mean you know it depends on what your tolerances are. You know, thinking about this, a tradition unlike any other is soon to be upon us. Ooh, they're going to send a you a bill for that too, man.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're no Jim Nance. That's all I got to say, man. Right, you know? I'm not. <laughs> Is he yeah. not the smoothest, smoothest voice going? Oh, man. I mean, would you like to be that guy? Three <laughs> yeah, weeks I, of NCAA basketball, and then he segues right into the Masters tournament. And
2: Yeah, I mean, what a, what a fun gig that's got to be. Really? And he did not have to, it. and he gets paid to do it <laughs> quite well, I oh, might add. Sure, yeah. yeah. Vern Lundquist, same thing. Yeah. And and two of he's those. Got, he's got, like, the greatest call in golf, doesn't he? Vern? Is that not? Yeah. Vern Lundquist, yeah. 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 Is that not the greatest you know, uh, bo- voice calls of a shot in golf history? Both, Both of Tigers those, yeah. shot at the 16th at Augusta? Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the one that Nike couldn't have paid better for to get more exposure. No. As no. the logo, <laughs> close-up of the logo just teetered on the lip of the hole before falling in. Um, truly
2: one of the greatest golf shots yeah in, in in a handful of golf shots that go down as some of the the greatest golf shots in history in a tournament that's yeah. got to be one of the top three
1: yeah and Vern is yeah. I think one of the top three of all time sports guys too I mean he's just so smooth he fits in he's so knowledgeable he can call any sport um, I've heard him do of course basketball he does it great he's great at, at the golf. Uh, coverage. He's he's even great, you know, doing football, college, uh, pro, mm-hmm. whatever. He's just great. And uh, Nance the same way. But both of them are a very very close second to my all time favorite, smoothest sports guy ever. And Pat that is Pat Summerall.
2: Oh yeah, uh, he's,
1: yeah. He was and, strong work. and yeah. is the man. Um, he was. I great. thought you
2: were going to say Al Michaels, but I think that. I think you got a good, a real good point there with Pat Summerall. Yeah, he Pat Summerall is good.
1: yeah the all time greatest, and of course was uh, Jim Nance's mentor, and probably oh, really? Ver- and probably Vern's too. Yeah, because he was the he was the number one CBS sports guy for so long, and uh, and Jim was was there, learning at his feet,
2: and, and and Pat got to be in the booth with John Madden for a long time, and that had to be just so much fun.
1: Yes, exactly. it's a lot of fun getting into sports broadcasting. Wish we could do it. How about we talk about some golf? (laughs) You know, we talked about maybe maybe there'll be some fantastic golf shots in your repertoire coming up uh, this season. We're going to talk to Jeff about how to make that happen when we come right back. We're all those weekend golf guys. Don't you move.
3: Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year, our Pete Dye course hosts the first-ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com.
1: And welcome back. We are those weekend golf guys. Yeah, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, uh, online tee times, and we're going to talk about exploding golf tee. Exploding uh, golf tee. That's going to be fun. Uh, but right now, man, um, I, uh, I am John Ashton. We are those weekend golf guys. Jeff Smith from the Golf Cave at of Creek with us, of course, and Trent, producer Mark Hunter. And you, and you being the integral part of this whole uh Conglomeration of folks. We appreciate you being around. You can check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com, facebook.com slash golfguys. Uh, follow us on Twitter, an ever growing list of Twitter followers at WKND Golf Guys. I was watching the um, tournament last weekend at uh, Arnie's place. Yeah. And man, I saw a putt that was probably 35, 40 feet long, and it stopped right at the cup missed going in but it stopped right at it it was about six inches left which ain't too shabby from 40 feet away on a 13 stint meter green 13 Mm -hmm. i mean you could putt on glass and it would be slower (laughs) how the heck do you putt on a green that's rolling at
2: 13 on a stint meter truth is it's really hard to putt on greens that are that fast until you practice on it for a while Mm -hmm. those of us who occasionally get to greens that roll 12 and 13 on the stint meter, we really suffer when we get to something that fast. But these guys, that's what they do all the time. Yeah, They're always playing on greens that are that speed. So what they've learned to do is they've learned to get the correct speed of their hands and arms. They've learned to figure that out. Some people use a heavier putter to do it. Some people use a lighter weight putter to do it. Some people stand up a little taller, some people bend over a little bit more. They've all figured it out. Because the number one thing in being a good putter is the speed control. You can have a good read on your greens and you can you can pick a great line, but man, you really gotta hit it so the thing stops yeah. at the hole. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the biggest things that I stress when I teach in clinics, and especially with the kids, because the kids don't have any thought process because you know that their putting experience kind of reminds them of of when they go out to to play putt putt or goofy golf where you can bang it as hard as you can because there's a rail back there. Yeah and they can bounce it off, you know, and there's backboards. Well, as you know, John, we don't have that in golf. So, you know, we have to be good enough to stop it on our own.
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
2: You know, I, I reward people for their proximity to the hole without going more than a foot or so past. So I give the kids, like when I'm doing clinics, you know, the, the system that we use gets them to understand that the value in, in this is always a high value on getting the putt to stop within a foot of the hole. We put circles out. We do all kinds of things with points. And, you know, and then we start to – when they get further beyond it, then they realize that that's when we start taking points away from them. So the next thing you know, they can gain points by getting so close and then they get a lot of points by getting really close and then all of a sudden we start taking points away by going more than three feet past. That kind of flies in the face of the old guy who's always saying never up, never in, right? <laughs> I, want to, I want to take that guy and strangle him. <laughs> well, because you know, he flies under the theory of there's four ways to miss a putt, left, right, short, and long, and he's going to take away one of them. <laughs> and, you know, and all he's gonna do is he's gonna guarantee the opposite you yeah. know that whole thing about you know do you have your you know does your husband play too <laughs> you know that kind of thing you know if you're leaving the thing short way to go at you know hit it bounce. alice all, <laughs> those, all those comments about you can't hit it hard enough because you're not manly enough mm-hmm. those people think that they're you know it's like you know, well, of course, if it never gets up to the hole, it never goes in. Well, okay, thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> you know, of course not. But, you know, you got to learn that the, there is no backboard. So you can't just blast it. In in this, stopping it at the hole is, is a constant theme for me in my putting instruction because you've got to get the speed right, no matter what speed of greens you play on. Let's say you're out at the public, you know, golf course, the local muni, and, you know, you're putting on greens that roll about eight to nine mm-hmm. on a good day. You know, you still have to get that thing to stop at the hole yeah. so that the length of your second putt is the, the is really short all the time. Because people miss those three, four footers all the time because they can't aim their putter face or they can't read the, the small break or they, you know, don't think there's any break. Or they get so They're
1: nervous only- about missing a short putt that they miss the short putt.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All kinds of reasons. You know, just recently uh, I was down in Hilton Head teaching. One of the things, you know, the greens are a little bit faster at the place I was teaching down there. And so, you know, I, I gave this putting clinic and there was a, a good bit of apprehension on on some of the people that I was teaching about hitting it hard enough. And so what I did is I, I kind of made made them go through this this thing where they just had to progressively hit it farther and farther and farther. And then what I did is I told them – look, we're not going to aim it at a hole now. We're going to putt from this place, and we're going to go uphill to the fringe and over here and the flat to the fringe and then downhill to the fringe and always trying to get it a distance. So what I did is I took the hole out of their minds mm-hmm. by taking away the hole altogether. Made it easier for them? Instantly oh, instantly made it so much easier. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was, is then I did a second game, and I threw out a ball on the green. I said, okay, you're going to putt somewhere between 5 and 25 feet. You're just going to toss a ball out, and your goal is to touch that ball in two putts or less. Instantly, everybody got better when there was an actual target. And hmm. then I switched it to a water bottle. And then they all putted to the water bottle from wherever they were. And I'd pick the thing up and they'd have to go from wherever they were, random spots in the green. I would put a water bottle down and they all had to putt that distance. And then all of a sudden they got better at that. And then I put the water bottle in the hole. And then they still had to putt to the water bottle and they still got better.
1: Well, there you go. That's the technique. Bring a few water bottles with you next time. Don't right. even look at the hole. We're going to right. talk about one of the things that's really difficult, and I don't think you can teach. Uh, you just show people how to uh, adapt, and that's feel. How can you teach feel, right? But I'm sure well, Jeff, Jeff got a way around it, and we'll talk about it yep. when we come right back. Where are those weekend golf guys? Don't you move? You checked out our Facebook page yet? It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and like us, please. I think I can say unequivocally without any qualms whatsoever, two weeks into the NCAA March Madness College Men's Basketball Tournament, your bracket is busted. (laughs) Yep. So how do you still have fun watching the last week and a half of this tournament? It's very simple. You go to FireFan. It is a free app for your iPhone or your Android phone. Download it for free. Play for free. And play along with the games. You do a lot more than just pick the winner. You get to pick who's going to hit the first three. Who's going to score more points. Who's going to win. I mean, there's all kinds of little subtle nuances within the game. And you can play by yourself. You can play in a league. You can create a league. You can play for prizes, too. Like like some trips or a car. Fire Fan. Absolutely free app. If you use the download code GOLFGUYS, you're going to get 12 additional tokens. Fire fan. Free to download. Do
3: it now. Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event.
1: Yeah, welcome back, John Ashton in the studio. Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otta Creek, and Tripper producing. Mark Connor, you put the three of us together. We are those what weekend we golf, golf guys. Thanks was for I jumping supposed in. To join Jeff. in on that too. Yes, you were, Jeff, but that's oh. okay. <laughs> we know that you're above that <laughs> that participatory stuff.
2: Well, I just you know. Yeah, I, I understand, man. I didn't get the memo. There's I understand, reason. man. You're thinking of of ways to
1: impart verbally how to feel the speed of a green. Are there any markers that any Anything that you can do to remember? Because if I'm on a practice green prior to my round, well, you know, I've got the immediate repetition. I hit a ball that goes too far. Immediately, I can hit another one that I, I hit correctly or at least not as bad or whatever. Right. But when I'm out on the course, I've got 15, 20 minutes in between those putts. How do I remember what it felt like and how to deal with the feel?
2: That's a great way of going about Asking that question, how do, you, how do you teach feel? Here are the things that I know a lot of good players can do. One of the things that I do, and, and this goes right to your question of how, does, how do you translate that into, well, the last time I made a putt was about 15 minutes ago, mm-hmm. and now I've got another putt. Go to, the, go to the putting green before you go. And, John, this falls right into that whole P-word thing for yeah. you.
1: That's, I, don't, I don't have a problem with the P-word this year.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good. I've so come get to terms. Get to the putting green and <laughs> yes. start to putt for speed. And then I have people with a, with a feel that I give them that applies to a thought. If I have what feels to be a big full stroke, let's call that 100%. Mm-hmm. And then I hit the 100% across a level surface on the putting green and I watch how far it goes for okay. that day for that speed of green. And then I have a 75%er and then I have a 50%er and a, and a 25%er. And, and I go kind of go down those ways and I start with four big ones and I see how far they go. And then what I have them do is I have them put those uphills and downhills and across the hills on all four of those feels for them. And then they just kind of calibrate how far that went out. So if the, if the 100%er went 15 feet, you got a pretty slow green, right? Right, yeah. Walk that off and feel like the 100% feel went that far. So when you have that far of a putt, now you get to feel that same thing. And what you do is you make your practice stroke to feel that way.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
2: And, and it actually works. There's a lot of people that have told me they walk off a putt, they see how long it is, and they kind of feel like, all right, that's about a 50% stroke and then they hit it the approximate distance, and it works pretty well. But if it's an uphill putt, they might have to go, oh, well, that's a little bit between the 50 and 75 percenter.
1: I mean, if you know so, 50 and you know 75, you can figure out what 62.378% would be, I would imagine.
2: Did you actually get the calculator out for that? Because I would have just
1: said 60-ish. <laughs> okay, so so you've got this impossible task of teaching feel that – you just gave a very credible and easy to follow method to do which makes perfect sense and why i didn't think of it i don't know well yeah i do know cuz i'm stupid but um did you listen to how quiet
2: producer mark was right yeah there, when he did he
1: didn't agree nor disagree what? he I wasn't sure
2: microphone off he
1: wasn't sure how to respond to that <laughs> Uh, was there
2: snickering in the back? Were you, were you sensing that?
1: Yes. Yeah. I was busy answering the phone. Oh, there you go. He was busy. He was, that explains it then. Yes, his mic was off. Um, but now let's, let's add to that the, the next impossible feat for most golfers that don't play with a caddy and a, uh, you know, a, a book that shows you every subtle nuance of a green, the break,
2: I mean, oh, reading yeah. a break. I mean, how do you teach that? Feet. You use your feet. You walk. It, you know it, It's the easiest thing in the world if you understand that th- very few times in your life you will ever have your feet on a putting green and you will feel no slope. And I don't want to have say, oh, you have to have sensitive feet and ankles. No. Mm-hmm. You have to open your mind just a little bit to say, really, there's nothing flat here. Because if this green was truly flat, the grass would be dead. Because every time it rains, it wouldn't drain off. Kind of like a flower pot without a hole in the bottom. Mm-hmm you got to know that there is slope. Now, just because there's nothing flat, that doesn't mean there isn't anything that's straight. If there's tilt somewhere in the green, there's still a straight putt, straight below the hole and straight above the hole. Mm -hmm. But everything else curves some. Yeah. And this applies to the greens that roll a little faster, probably a little bit more so than the ones who roll a little, little slower. Because it, you know, the speed kind of makes things break a little bit more. You're going to get behind your ball and you're going to look from your ball to the hole with your eyes. And this is the only time I advocate using your eyes. Is you're going to look at the hole itself and ask yourself, is the hole tilted? Can I see? Is there any tilt to that hole? Is one side of that hole the left side higher than the right or the right side higher than the left?
1: Can I jump in real quick and ask a question? Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. that what they're looking for when they do the plumb
2: bob thing? I don't have any idea what no. those people are looking for. Okay. I don't know if I don't they're need looking to the, find the location of the nearest Chinese food restaurant, for God's sake. I don't know. I have had somebody try to explain that stuff to me, and I just, my head was spinning going, this doesn't make sense to me at all. I feel so, a lot better now. Yeah, <laughs> me <I do>. too. <laughs> so I can't tell you. So anyway, so you look at the whole itself, and you say, "What well, is that? Is the whole itself level? Very few times will it be level. So if you can't tell if it's level, go stand right behind it. Look back at your ball. Is one side higher than the other? And if you feel like that's pretty flat and one foot is not higher than the other, at the hole, you can think, hey, this might be straight overall. So I might go about three-fourths of the way into my putt from my ball to my hole, and I might stand near, uh, not on the line of putt, but kind of near the general line of putt but kind of on the low side if you can figure that out and if you see that there's some break there if you feel there's some break there you're going to play it up the hill a little bit of course but how much and and that's where you got to have some sensitive feet and kind of calibrate your brain a little bit a pretty good amount away on a 10 foot putt a foot out is is a pretty pretty big slope so basically bottom line is for
1: uh speed and feel give yourself about 25 30 minutes of just going to the practice screen and just just do it you know and, and try feel to make it. the yeah, yeah feel it and make the make the correlations in your head so that you can remember them for 15 minute increments between putts. Right.
2: so I want I want to add one one small thing here this this okay. always seems to rattle people's minds a little bit when I teach the putting is i is i have them look at the hole And then when they can all, you know, I get a group of people out there and and they can all see that there's tilt in the hole. I'll immediately ask every one of them out loud. I'll say, "Uh, tell me now who is dumb enough to aim it straight at the middle of this hole right now. (laughs) 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 Right after I have them all admit that there's tilt at the hole, which means it's going to move one way or another. Right. And everybody has this dumbfounded look on their face because I put my hand in the air and I go, okay, tell me how dumb I have to be. To what level of stupid is it for me to aim at the center of a hole that I can see is tilted one way or the other? And they all kind of go, wow, that is really dumb (laughs) (laughs) because everybody does it.
1: Yeah.
3: Everybody they just kind of
2: look at it like, like there's some funnel out there that they're putting into that no matter what happens, it's going to go to the center. And that ain't true at all. Yeah. However, I think
1: maybe we've got another invention we got to work on yeah, the, the putting funnel. funnel. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about uh, Tea Times, about golf course operators actually making things better for all of us, and about uh, a very, if, if you're into green, um, and I owe me money, but if you're, uh, you know, I want to save the earth. We got a guy that's uh, coming up in just a little bit with the uh, gel tees. that and a whole lot more. It's coming up. We are those weekend golf guys. Be right back. Don't you move. You can always follow us on Twitter. It is twitter.com at wknd golf guys on Twitter. That's where we are. We do stuff every once in a while. That's absolutely worthwhile. Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough, and by coincidence, you can find right now at 5 dollars Yeah, what kind of stuff you got, man?
2: You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got – you got trouble on one side. You got bunkers all over there. You got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long and you might think driver and the hole might be short and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about, I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with. So all right. just added a few. Tell you what, you want to be better, shoot lower scores tomorrow.
1: Join $5 Golf Club today, Five the number $5golfclub.com. And welcome back. We are those Weekend Golf Guys. John Ashton in the studio. Back where he belongs, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek. And tripper producer Mark on all the controls. And I want to welcome in... Where's the master go? Is it PGA Master Professional or Master PGA Professional, Tom?
4: Hey, either, either way will work.
1: Okay. As <laughs> okay. long as the either master work. master's oh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Barnhart. That's right. Yes.
4: Just, just don't forget that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, Tom and his company, RevTech Plus, have joined the, uh, the ever-growing family of uh, sponsors for those weekend golf guys. We appreciate that, and we're very happy to be doing business with you, Tom. Also, full disclosure is I had to sign a non-disclosure because we just don't let anybody come on and and join our group of sponsors. We want to make sure that they do business, and uh, I got a a great insight into how you do business and had to promise not to tell anybody. So if I get very close to revealing any (laughs) secrets, Tom, let me know before we go and I get myself in trouble, okay? All right. RevTech Plus is the name of the company, and what Tom is an expert in is uh, golf course operations. And I know this is going to be a little inside radio, inside golf for, for a lot of people, but getting an insight into how golf courses are run is really good for all of us because uh, one is it stops all of the complaining and whining about, oh, it's too expensive to play there um, because you know there are reasons behind all of all of it. But your job, Tom, and your mission in life is basically to to help golf courses – make more money, therefore stay in business, which is good for golfers everywhere, without basically, if you pardon the expression, screwing the little guy.
4: Uh, That's right. Yeah, our goal is it's kind of a win-win, right? That's our our goal. We want to be able to help golf courses maximize their tee times and yield and and generate more revenues and be more profitable so that they can turn around and make the facility nicer for the, the golfers and then also for the golfers to be able to find the price that works for them as well. So it's a two-fold, two-fold benefit uh, for both sides. So that's why it works out so well for the clubs we work with.
1: These online tea time guys, and and I know Jeff, you've uh, had some discussions with me about this. Yeah, a, a lot of golf course operators consider them to be a necessary evil, but they don't like what they're doing to the business.
2: No, they're really they're really harming uh, the business in the way they're going about it.
1: And Tom, that's one of the things that um, that that makes your company so special is that you can kind of. I don't know if "buffer" is the right word or not, but um, you can you can kind of smooth out that relationship between the uh, online tea time aggregators and the golf course operators. It's pretty cool the way it works. Yeah,
4: I mean, yeah, we've worked with uh, over 100 golf courses now in helping them assist to maximize their their revenues and sales off the third parties, uh, third party sites. With our goal still, obviously, to uh, to get them reliant on their own website and selling the most off of there, but. Uh, the third-party sites, they have a lot of traffic on there, and you want to be able to maximize that. So if you use it appropriately, uh, you can really, really do well.
1: The tea time sites and, and selling tea times online and things like that is, it's kind of new technology. Do you find a lot of golf course operators are like kind of old dogs with new tricks?
4: Yeah, you know, we, we still run into some of those out there. Uh, <laughs> however, even the ones that are in those, Situations. I mean, we. I just talked to someone yesterday that's still using a paper t sheet, right? Uh, <laughs> so there's people out there that are a little slow to adapt to all the technology which is out there for them. However, even the ones that uh, that are still using paper t sheets, they understand the future is online, and they they know that's where they need to go. So uh, even if they're not an expert in technology, shoot, we have people that don't even know how to turn the computer on. Uh, we can definitely <laughs> still help them to be an to be basically the, a leader in their market in that uh, in that arena.
1: So, Jeff, as as a uh, hands-on golf course guy, yeah, uh, what what do you think you need to know?
2: I need to know a handful of things. I need information about uh, my customers. I need, you know, they certainly not just their data, but I also need, you know, their their transactions. I need to know what they're doing. I need to know how to pay attention. To the things that they're purchasing when they're at the golf course. Mm-hmm. I need to know what their habits are, their spending habits, and what, what that tells me. And I need to know how to, to get through to them to make them happier on the things that they actually want. Certainly that helps. If I get some of that information, I know I, I can do something with that.
1: So can you help Jeff out, Tom?
2: Yeah, so I mean,
4: we—that's kind of what we what we do is we're constantly analyzing on on the back end to be able to know the, the buying habits, the booking habits, where they're coming from, the conversion rates, the amount of time they're playing. All of these things are being constantly taken into account to assist golf courses to price their their tee time rates appropriately to maximize those uh, those revenues. So number of days in advance, time of day, weather, uh, utilizations, all of those things get factored into uh into it when you start looking at it if you were a single golf course operator and you wanted to analyze all the information that we take into account every 15 minutes you would literally spend your entire day behind a computer and looking at spreadsheets and never have time for your staff members or or the guests or the customers or being able to definitely never be able to have time to play nine holes of golf Uh, and that's what our business does is takes all of that away from the course we can analyze it for them and be able to make those adjustments based upon the parameters they work with us to set.
1: That's fantastic. Have you ever I mean you've been doing this for uh, for long enough now I would think give us a little insight the the you know the golfer who can play maybe once a week if they can scrape enough time and money together what's the best day and time to try to get a tee time without paying through the nose? You guys know that answer? Yeah, for
4: so for uh, for your for your average 18 hole golf course in the Midwest here Generally, you're going to look towards it during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, kind of in that late morning, early afternoon time period, especially right before uh, the golf courses block off for their leagues. So usually one to two o'clock, you can get out on the golf course fairly easy. And nowadays, which used to be different from the past. Those early morning tee times, even on the weekend, are are sometimes not as uh, demanded as they used to be. So, anytime you can get out super, super, super early before everyone else gets out there, and then mid afternoon uh, is generally the best time to, to get out there.
1: Oh, you say are you saying golfers are getting la- these, crap. Golfers are getting lazier <laughs> in their old age, wanting to sleep in. Is that what you're <laughs> telling us, Tom? <laughs>
4: I think uh, I think it we're yeah, you know, we're starting to see a little uh, see a little bit of. Uh, the family aspect play in there as well, where uh, they have to take care of like me, having to get the kids up and, and ready and and help with the family a little more as well yeah. uh, that plays into it
1: that that is the the big question most people have because you know time is of the essence for most of us in our lives these days, and uh, you know you're to play golf you got to steal time from something else normally, and you know the the time the least amount of time. For the most amount of fun is uh, basically the formula for which we are looking. You know, we've got an equation you've got to work out there. Maybe they've got some sort of a uh, computer program that can figure that out for us. But that's, that's what we're looking for. Least amount of money, least amount of time to do it, and, uh, you know, the best time. So uh, like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mid-afternoon. I'm sorry about that. Laguna Beach, you should not call me while I'm working. I hope it wasn't anything terribly important because I just hung up on them so in in a nutshell tom um who who is it that you look to do business with who who's going to be most successful if they give old Tom Barnhart a call in the next forty eight hours here?
4: Yeah, golf courses that offer public tea time so either you're fully public resort semi-private uh, municipal facilities. Uh, and we work with courses that range from nine holes to multi-course facilities from $20 green fees to $200 green fees. So basically, if you have public golf that you like to sell, uh, we're probably right up your alley that we're uh, looking to help you.
1: Shameless self-promotion. Should I send them to our website or directly to you? Little question we just need to ask here. We...
4: Either way, they can go to your yeah. your website if, uh, and find our link on there would be uh, would be ideal yeah,
1: easiest thing to do because you remember this because we we mentioned this name over and over and again but it's thoseweekendgolfguys.com slash revtech r-e-v-t-e-c-h okay uh and that'll get you directly perfect. directly to tom without having to remember any phone numbers or because people always say well, call this number but you know you're driving in your car on the way to the golf course right now and you're going i don't have anything to write this down with so that's right we uh, well, perfect yeah, that'll do it, and and you'll get Jeff all the information he knows, so he can, you know, do everything he needs to do, and and everybody will be happy, and uh, you know, cause that's 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 the mission that that we're both on. Golf course operators want to make the most that they possibly can, and golfers want to pay the least that they possibly can. So, marry those two results together, and like you said at the beginning, it's a it's a win win for everybody. Tom Barnhart. That's You've right. been working that's, hard at this, that's man. My goal. You like a computer guru or what? <laughs> they call me the Tea Time Wizard. Uh, so <laughs> I'll, I'll use that. <laughs> I heard that's a Tea Time uh, Wizard. It has to. No, that's different. Totally. It? <laughs> Fortunately,
4: it's radio. You can't see my the wizard
1: hat can on. Yes, little Dumbledore look. I I always picture Dumbledore on the other side of the microphone here anyhow. (laughs) Tom Barnhart, RevTech Plus again. You want some information, just go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com slash RevTech, R-E-V-T-E-C-H, and uh, you can get in touch with Tom through that website there. Tom, appreciate your time, my man, and uh, good luck. My uh, pleasure. Thanks for joining the family, man. We'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, Tom.
4: You got it.
1: I'm excited about it. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. You can always follow us on Twitter. It is twitter.com at WKNDGolfGuys on Twitter. That's where we are. We do stuff every once in a while that's absolutely worthwhile.
3: Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first-ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com.
1: Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough, and by coincidence, you can find right now at $5golfclub.com. Yeah, what kind of stuff
2: you got, man? You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got... You got trouble on one side. You got bunkers all over there. You got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long, and you might think driver, and the hole might be short, and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about. I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with. So, all right, just added a few. Tell you what, you want to be better, shoot lower scores tomorrow.
1: Join $5 Golf Club today. Five, the number $5GolfClub.com.
3: There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud,
1: Welcome back, we all those weekend golf guys. It's John Ashton in the studio. It's Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Auto Creek. It's intrepid producer Mark on the controls, and it's Tiger Summers. He's the only Tiger in the golf business that will return our phone calls. But Tiger, we do appreciate you doing it. And Tiger Summers is uh, the the chief operating officer of Gel Tees. Uh, tiger, thanks for joining us. How you doing, man?
0: Very, very good. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, you're quite welcome, man. Now, when when I first heard about these, I, I've got to admit, you know, I'm not in the uh, the medical business. As your company was making the gelatin uh, covers for capsules, you know, the stuff that dissolves when you swallow the Tylenol, I think of jello whenever I hear gelatin. I hear someone say gelatin, and I get the J-E-L-L-O jingle going through my head. (laughs) So what I pictured was a golf tee that kind of (laughs) wiggled.
0: Well, I can assure you that it it doesn't do that, (laughs) which (laughs) would make it very
4: difficult to golf on.
1: It would add a whole new dimension to the (laughs) game, though, wouldn't it? Uh, I I want to tell you that we have had guys on this show talking about tees that – guarantee you're going to hit the ball straight we've got guys that guarantee you're going to get seven to ten more yards and tiger is going to guarantee absolutely none of that
0: <laughs> that's correct I'm, I'm going to guarantee that this tee is going to dissolve on the golf course into absolutely nothing within a week
1: so jeff how many uh, lawnmower operators up there at otter creek would uh, love to not run over wooden and plastic tees in the ground
2: I guarantee you that every a guy that's on the mower and the guy that fixes them and it's not going to wreck any reels, no bed knives are going to be dented or dinged. Uh-huh. What a great idea that is for every golf course operator. I know. Because that just saves them money.
1: I know. Tiger, you, you sent me some and I appreciate it, man. And uh, my grandson saw the, the bag of them and said, what are these? And I explained that they're tees that basically disintegrate. Uh, on impact, although the word I used was explode, because he's 12, and I figured he'd relate better to that. Not having good enough weather to go out and play golf yet since the tees arrived, (laughs) he did pull one out of the bag and throw it as hard as he could against the floor, and it did. It broke up into little pieces, and I told him, hey, if if you leave it there, (laughs) eventually, if your grandmother never sweeps the floor, it'll just go away. (laughs) Exactly
0: exactly uh, yeah no they they do they redesigned designed them so that they were rigid enough to, to go into the ground like a regular tea including a you know, harder ground uh, and you know when you hit it it just it just matterss ahead of the tea and you know and, and like I said in, in just a matter of days uh, because it's made of that gelatin which is the same thing as jello
1: right um, <laughs>
0: it's going to literally like you know just dis, just disintegrate and um you know, we think you know we we went to the golf uh, uh, industry show as well as the PGA show this year, and uh, superintendents and owners uh, absolutely love this product because of exactly what you mentioned. You know, they they're tearing up their mowers and you know uh, with these wooden tees and especially the plastic tees because they're even worse. At least you know I think that some of the wooden tees have a little give to them. Um, but if you're mowing really, really close, which a lot of guys are, mm-hmm. um, they have a lot of trouble with this. And you know, your maintenance cost for the mowers is you know pretty high. Those blades are five hundred thousand dollars a piece, um, and that's just one blade on one reel. And most mowers have six to eight, so you can do the math on that, and it starts getting pretty expensive. Not to mention the person's time, right? So you've got a labor cost associated with that as well. Right. So we believe we've got a good solution there. Um, and, you know, uh, we also think that, you know, a lot of people don't, uh, don't pick up the teas anyway, whether they're wood, plastic, or anything else, um, and so, you know, you can kind of, you know, hit this tee shot, smash the head of the tee, and with a good conscience walk away, um, and, and know that this is going to buy the grade and be gone That's um, it. in just a matter of days.
1: Well, you know, you can play it because, you know, you're you're ecologically aware and you know that you can save, like, up to 70,000 trees a year, which is an awful lot of golf tees, man. And, uh, you know, save 1,600 tons of carbon dioxide because you don't have to manufacture the, the tees and all that. But for us old fat guys, you don't have to ever bend over again and pick up your tee. <laughs> that in, in itself is worth whatever the cost. <laughs>
2: (laughs) (laughs) you get about halfway down there and you stop yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know we got to come up with a name for that funny dance as you sit there after your tea shot and you're just kind of looking like a chicken with your head going off where's my tea man where's my tea (laughs)
0: exactly exactly exactly
1: when the 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 head disintegrates and the stem you just step on it push it down or ignore it totally and uh what is it three four days it'll be gone
0: you know, when you when you tee it up, you when you hit the shot, you're going to shatter the head of the tee. It's going to literally just disintegrate into tiny particles. Mm-hmm. So what you're left with is just a little bit of the shaft sticking out of the ground. What we just say, you know, just step on what's left and walk away. You know, even if you don't step on that, you know, if they came by and mowed the next morning or even later that evening, depending on the weather, um, you know, that that the shaft, even the shaft sticking out of the ground, is going to be very soft. Right. So. You're not going to have any trouble with it even then, but but we say yeah, just you know, out of courtesy, you know, just step on it, walk away, and, and yeah.
1: you're done. Folks like Jeff, who are rather frugal, <laughs> what's going through his mind right now? I can tell yeah. is, wait a minute, this is a single-use golf tee. Yep. No matter how well I hit it, I can only use it once. So, how much extra in his tee budget for the year does he have to allocate?
0: <laughs> Depends on how much you golf. Um, <laughs> but but, uh, but honestly, no, we're we're priced really competitively. Um, you know, retail costs for one round of golf of these two, so twenty tees in a pack for you know one round of golf, a dollar ninety nine. I think you can probably afford it.
2: I can afford two bucks. Two bucks. Yeah.
1: Even I could afford two bucks. My brother in law, however, who's the guy who. Never brings a tea to the tea box. He always searches for the remnants of other people's teas. He may have a problem with this.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we we uh, we are aware of market conditions and there will be people that uh, who have certain habits that will have to be adjusted. But um, we we do believe that uh, you know once you know we you know and one of the angles we're working here is, is you know we're talking to golf course owners and superintendents. We're trying to get adoption, you know, for the clubs that actually are giving these away to their to their uh, to their clients, their golfers, That's because right. you know we want those tees to be handed out, uh, our gel tees to be handed out, instead of wooden tees, so that people get used to using them and say, hey, you know, what, I, I didn't want to pick up the damn tee anyway, so
3: yeah.
0: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it and I'm gonna feel fine about it. I'm not worried about it. And then you know thereafter, I think you know you know obviously we're going to start seeing these in retail stores, which we're working on that angle hard as well, so that people make the correlation. Oh, I played with these at that club the other day, and you know what? Here they are on the shelf, and I'm just going to grab them because it just makes sense.
1: Uh, What is it? Twenty years ago, when suddenly every club in town insisted on soft spikes. Correct. Do you ever think there'll come a day when a golf course insists on biodegradable tees?
0: I do. And and that is it's a great I'm glad you brought that up. That is the, the analogy that, you know, we like to talk about where, you know, something like a soft spike just makes sense and we think that something like a truly biodegradable golf team makes sense. It's good for the environment and all of those kinds of angles, but you know, it's also to, you know, it's good for the game. Um, and one of the things that, that we, you know, as a company are doing is, you know, we are, you know, um, partnering with you know different charities along the way, so that we are getting back to the game, so it 's not you know just an environmental play it 's also we care about the game you know right. and i and i do I do actually golf a little and I'm, and i'm i 'm taking lessons i 'm getting you know back into it um Fantastic. so uh, so i I also you know I care about the game as well because i'm i 'm really starting to get the bug. it's it's very exciting and to be you know kind of leading this company into that environment uh is is very very uh, good for me, and so I think that we've got a good uh, position here on many different angles uh, a lot of which you've already mentioned so i think it just makes sense Uh, we've just got to convince other people that it makes sense and i think you know when we talk to people about this whether they're individual golfers their owners their superintendents everybody loves it anybody that's under the age of i don't twenty five for example just says, well, of course, why aren't, why aren't all golf tees like that?
1: Right, exactly. Uh, Tiger Summers, who's chief operating officer of, and it's listed here as the world's only fully bio, biodegradable golf tee, I imagine soon it will be the world's first biodegradable golf tees because this looks like a bandwagon that you may have some uh, some noble competitors jumping on.
0: This concept, has, and I'll be honest about it, this concept has been tried before, um, but it has not worked. Um, we are, you know... Uh, for you know, protecting our IP and everything you know that we should be doing in terms of the business, right. um, and you know, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So, if someone came along and wanted to try to do this, you know, I would take that as a
1: <laughs> exactly
0: um, let's, right. Let's take a um, few moments I, and,
1: I, and do the uh, the shameless self promotion because we're running out of time here, Tiger. But uh, someone's interested. Where do they go? How do they get uh, get their twenty for two dollars?
0: Gotcha. So uh, right now, you can go to geltees.com dot com. And we have links on, on Jeltie.com that take you to all the places where we sell this. So we sell this on our parent company, which is CapsuleLine.com. That website, we sell it on Amazon, Walmart, and jet.com. Uh You can get those right now. And then if you're in the uh, South Florida uh, area at all by any chance, um, you can go to um, the Golf Trader, which is out in Tamarack, and they have them on the shelf right now. So those were the places you can get them. And if uh, they're looking for larger quantities, they always can uh, inquire on the website, and we can talk to them about bulk quantities, not retail quantities.
1: Fantastic. The world's only biodegradable golf tee, and it doesn't wiggle. (laughs) Trust me, it doesn't doesn't wiggle. It's really cool. Uh, Tiger Summers, thanks for spending some time with us here on Those Weekend Golf Guys, and thank you for hanging out with us for the day. We appreciate that. Be back, of course, same place at the same time next week. You can always catch us, should you miss anything, at audioboom.com. Follow us on Twitter at WKND WKNDGolfGuys, Facebook.com slash golfguys, or, of course, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Uh, thanks for being here. Now we uh, expect fully expect you to be back again later. In the interim, go play some golf. Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which strangely enough, and by coincidence, you can find right now at 5 dollars com. Yeah, what kind of stuff
2: you got, man? You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got... You got trouble on one side. You got bunkers all over there. You got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long, and you might think driver. And the hole might be short, and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about. I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with. So, all right, just added a few. Tell you what, you want to be better, shoot lower scores tomorrow.
1: Join $5 Golf Club today, Five the number $5GolfClub.com. Golf club.com. I think I can say unequivocally without any qualms whatsoever, two weeks into the NCAA March Madness College Men's Basketball Tournament, your bracket is busted. <laughs> yep. So how do you still have fun watching the last week and a half of this tournament? It's very simple. You go to Firefan. It is a free app for your iPhone or your Android phone. Download it for free, play for free, and play along with the games. You do a lot more than just pick the winner. You get to pick who's going to hit the first three, who's going to score more points, who's going to win. I mean, there's all kinds of little subtle nuances within the game, and you can play by yourself. You can play in a league. You can create a league. You can play for prizes, too, like, like some trips or a car. Fire Fan absolutely free app if you use the download code golf you're going to get 12 additional tokens fire fan free to download do it now
0: you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them